Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dill Assistant Nation podcast. So glad you've joined us today. It is the fourth quarter of the year. It is a critical time for dental practices to make sure that they're hitting their annual goals and to make sure that dental team members are preparing for what they need to be doing better heading into 2024. And with that in mind, I'm going to bring in a workflow expert as well as uh, one of the best dental consultants I know. That is my wife, Dana Johnson. Well, I think I think you're a little biased. I am. I am very biased, actually. But I know you go into practices all the time. Yeah. You know, you you work with teams. So before we dive into a couple things that dental assistants can really be doing to focus on this quarter, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you, sweetie, for having me on yep. your podcast. I love being a guest on your show. Uh, it's always such a great audience to be talking to, and I appreciate it. Uh, you know, so when we met, I was already in dentistry, uh, and so I do help doctors and dental teams optimize their systems and software. I'm a software trainer and workflow expert, and that's what I do every day, 24-7. And like you said, you worked in a dental practice for, dare I say, a quarter of a century. Yes. Yeah, so. Thank you for aging me like (laughs) that. Hey, you know, (laughs) you're an expert, you know. I'm just going to say that experience brings expertise. So I did. I worked in two dental practices, uh, both up in the state of Washington, And so a lot of experience with helping um, practices really grow and thrive and depending on what your goals are to either grow or maintain no matter where you want to be in your in your practice right now. And this is the time of year the practices are really looking at how are we meeting annual goals? What are we going to do next year? So give us a couple of things that dental assistants can really be focused on to be a big part of growth. For themselves and their practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, of course, we always like to look at at numbers. You know, numbers tell a story. You know, I say that a lot uh, when I'm talking with dental teams. Numbers tell a story. And um, but, you know, there's also goals that the dental assistants can work on that aren't revolving around numbers. You know, because a lot of times it's not the dental assistant specifically that is working on uh, production goals or or collection goals or, or anything like that. You know, there's other goals in the practice that we can look at that are more uh, maybe communication goals or leadership goals or, um, you know, things or workflow goals. And so I'd like to look a little bit more into those types of goals because um, they might just relate a little bit more to those dental assistants that might be new in a practice. You know, I've been working with a lot of teams lately that have a lot of green dental assistants, you know, that um, are brand new into dental assisting. They're being trained on the job. They haven't been to a formal school. They haven't worked with their doctor for a very long time. So I'm I'm seeing a lot of new, new students, (laughs) new dental assistants in the practice right now. And so if it's okay with you, we could talk a little bit about yeah. what they might want to look at. Ab- absolutely, because you know you and I were chatting before this, mm-hmm. and one of the things that you think maybe should be a good goal revolves around preparation mm-hmm. and being ready. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, and so one the the first thing I really want the dental assistants to look at is how could you kind of be this choreographer of the back um, of the clinical area because. It really is up to you to take care of your doctor. And because our doctors are there, you know, to diagnose, to cut hard and soft tissue, to treat patients. And the dental assistant 
is there to make sure that the the plan is running smoothly. You know, so as soon as the doctor walks in the the room, I've I want my dental assistants to be prepared for that. I want my doctor to be prepared. So it's kind of like this handoff between the assistant and the and the doctor. You know, when the doctor walks in the room, um, it's good if the health history is up on the screen. So does this patient have any health concerns? that the doctor needs to know about before he gives anesthetic or before he starts diving into a treatment plan? Are there any health concerns um, that the doctor needs to be aware of? Uh, was the patient uh, referred out to a specialist recently? Did they have treatment um, completed recently that affects your treatment plan? For example, if you uh, referred the patient out for a root canal and now you're ready to do the crown or maybe you referred the patient out for an implant and now you're ready to complete your treatment plan it's it's really important that the assistant kind of give that doctor the you know the elevator pitch as to what's going on with the patient um, clinically so that the doctor doesn't have to look for that information um, you know I was working with a practice recently um, in the state of Wyoming and I sat down with the dental assistants for maybe about an hour or so, uh, and we opened up the health history, and they're like, we've never even looked at that. We've never even seen that module before, you know? And I was really shocked because the, those assistants had been working with the doctor for over a year, and, you know, so it kind of really shows me that the dental assistants are probably being trained clinically, like forehanded dentistry or, sure. you know, what instruments to use and things like that, how to turn a room over. But it's like the 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 documentation side or the admin side of dental assisting, I think, really needs to be kind of brought up to the to the surface. So whenever you're talking about them giving the, you know, the elevator pitch to the dentist, mm -hmm. are there words they should avoid? Are, you know, do they, they're doing this in front of the patient, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, so how delicately should they dance around with the patient right there? Well, I think we have to remember that, you know, our patients are here for health, you know, a health care appointment. And, you know, I think it's important that we stay very objective. Uh, we don't bring in any kinds of, a, of our opinions or or subjective information into the conversation. I think it's have, we have to be very objective. You know, maybe um, you take blood pressure. You know, maybe the dental assistants take blood pressure before the patient's appointment. And, you know, maybe the b blood pressure is a little high, you know, and so you have to relay that to the doctor. You know, doctor, uh, I did I did already take blood pressure. You know, it was, you know, whatever the number was, yeah. uh, seems a little elevated. You know, what do you think? Okay. You know, so I think, you know, it's up to the to the dental assistant to relay that information to the doctor. And then it's always the doctor's, you yeah. know, um, call. Uh, and so I think just relaying objective, factual information to to the doctor uh, is important. And, and I want to go back to something you said because you called them the choreographer of yeah. the back. You yeah. know, and I've heard air traffic controller. You oh, know, yeah. I've heard all these things. And I think it's really important for assistants to realize how much that they impact the day. Yeah. And I think that sometimes that gets overlooked when the schedule gets off or whatever. But these men and women really are ensuring that their pay, their practice is running correctly. And that's a big thing. Huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like all those terms. Choreographer, air traffic controller. Yeah. You know, and they time management is extremely important. 
with being a dental assistant. And yes, your clinical skills are very important. And the doctor may think that the clinical skills are overshadow any kind of admin, um, you know, skill. But time management, because we have to stay on time with our patients. And it's really important that the dental assistant is able to direct the doctor on where he or she should be. Where should they be, go next? Where should they be? How much time is it going to take me to prepare, prep this patient for the appointment? Can the doctor go in and do an exam first? So, you know, our dental assistants are are definitely the choreographers of this this dance that we do in the back, and it's it's really important that they that they have those those skills, time management, and also verbal skills yeah. because. Uh, if you if you are able to be kind of a little bit assertive in the appointment with the doctor, then uh, the doctor will just walk into the room, you know, do the exam or do the procedure, and then and then he'll make up his own time. You know, he'll go to whatever room he thinks he should go into. Right. So it's really important that the assistants are a little bit more assertive, and it's not it's it's a good thing if you can. Um, Ask the doctor questions and direct the doctor. That's what they want. They want you to direct them and tell them where they should go. Okay. It, it takes that off the the doctor's shoulders. Sure. And, and you know, again, that's part of the leadership that Dell assistants have. And mm-hmm. I know some Dell assistants don't see it that way. But I'm telling you, if you're the one who is helping keep the team on time, yes. and you're helping the business flow, that's a big leadership moment. Right Absolutely. There. And, you know, when we're looking at practice goals, you know, if you're trying to make a, a production goal and you can only schedule, say, this amount of production into a day because, you know, your practice can't stay on time, then that's a problem. You know, the, the more efficient and productive that your doctor can be, the better the practice will be. And, you know, the the more patients you'll be able to treat. And that's our ultimate goal is to be able to provide optimum comprehensive uh, dentistry to as many patients as possible. And that's uh, not that's how we reach our goals. That's how we stay on time, all those things. So the dental assistant's a big, it's a, it's a responsibility that is important because it's not only, you know, keeping your doctor on time, but it's also helping the practice meet their production goals. So we talked about being prepared as a big goal for the fourth quarter. What's an, what's another thing maybe for assistants to focus on as the calendar flips? Yeah, the second thing that I'd really like to talk about because I've been seeing it a lot as well is uh, this kind of challenge or handoff challenge between the front and the back. You know, I talk a lot about um, the communication challenges between the front and the back and and I really feel like the dental assistant can play a really big role in bringing the two together. And it all comes down to the clinical note, which, you know, seems a little surprising. You might think, well, how is the clinical note going to help bridge the communication between the front and the back? But it's huge. It is absolutely important um, that the uh, clinical note answer two really important questions. And so I feel like the dental assistant can not only make sure that this is documented in the clinical note, but if you are the dental assistant that has been kind of tasked with the templates, like if you are the one that builds or maintains the clinical note templates in your software, 
then this is really important. This is something that you can um, take over and make sure this happens right away. Uh, this is something that you can implement in your practice like right now, like today, is the clinical note answers two important questions. Number one is what happened today? So somewhere in your clinical note template, somewhere in your clinical note documentation is what did we do today? Okay, because this, those, that piece of information has to match up to what you're billing out to the patient. So if you were uh, scheduled to do a crown buildup, PA, and a filling, and you documented that you did a crown buildup, PA, and a filling, but the, there's no buildup that is that got billed out, then there's a question of, did you do the buildup? Yep. Because it's important that that piece of information is is communicated to the front because they have to collect the money, you know? And every practice should be collecting the patient portion on the day of service. So it's really critical that that what happened today is is on is in the clinical note, you know, because what you did has to match what you are billing out to the patient. So that's question number one. Okay. Question number two is what's next? I mean, two simple questions. Right. What happened today and what's next? What's next is what is the admin team going to schedule next? And so those two questions have to be answered in the clinical note because that bridges that gap between the clinical team and the admin team for scheduling. So if the patient needs a crown seat, and a couple more fillings and a night guard impression, that needs to be in the clinical note. And the reason I want it in the clinical note is because oftentimes the patient walks out the door without scheduling. Right. Or the patient maybe schedules or maybe and then maybe they cancel and then the appointment gets gets lost and or that and the details of the of what's next gets lost. Because I was recently, I was in a practice and they're using route slips. Okay. okay. So I love route slips. I think it's a great communication tool for the day. But you have to remember that the route slip is a piece of paper and it's going to get uh, shredded. Yeah. It's going to get shredded at the end of the day and then you're not going to have those details. And so it needs to get in the clinical note because then you have this central place where both the clinical team is making their clinical documentation and the admin team can go to find those important appointment information um, details uh, if the patient calls a couple weeks later or a couple months later and they need to know what to schedule. So those are those are two um, things that the, the, the dental assistants can really take on as their goals for the end of the year is, is more of a... Uh, a uh, communication or leadership goals. No, oh, I like that. I like that a lot. And I, I like the fact that, yes, you say numbers tell a story. I mean, I, I've heard that ever since you and I met. But, you know, words tell a story as well. Absolutely. And like you said, if you're not documenting it and it's mm -hmm. not in the record, yeah. there's going to be a lot of questions that are going to come. Yeah, and we have to remember that um, the better our teams communicate with each other, um, the more the numbers will fall into place. Good stuff, yeah. always. And, and you know, uh, yes, you're my wife. You're, you're my best friend, absolutely. But I love that you're in practice, and I love that you're working with assistants so often, and you're seeing what's going on. So, you know, that's that's why I love to bring you on to talk to our assistants so that they get this insider view of maybe some mistakes that are going on in other practices and maybe in theirs that they don't even realize. 
Yeah, I just, I just, what I've been seeing a lot is, is assistants being on the job trained. Yep. And uh, they're being trained clinically uh, because that's important to the doctor. But, uh, but you have to look at onboarding and training also. Uh, you have to look at those admin uh, workflow uh, scenarios as well, because that's another really critical piece for onboarding a new assistant is workflow and administrat- administrative tasks as well. So, yeah, I think that's uh, important. And I know workflow is one of your passions. Yes. And so tell our audience where they learn a little bit more about you and maybe get some workflow tips and tricks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so just like you, I also have a podcast. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find all my blogs, podcasts, videos, all on my media page on my website. So just go to Navoni.com forward slash media. You will get straight over to my, all my free content. Yep. N-O-V-O-N-E-E.com. Yeah. And we're going to put that in the show notes so that you've got an easy way to find that as well as, you know, it, it's always great for assistants to have places that they can go instead of Facebook, instead of message boards to ask questions. I love to bring on experts that I can connect you with that you, you can actually get real truthful information and you don't have to wonder, is this person right or is this just somebody who's the latest, greatest on social media? And thank you so, very much. <laughs> absolutely. And hey, we love bringing people like Dana on this podcast, people who believe in the dental assistant, people who know how powerful you are in the practice every day. So dental assistants, thank you for what you do. And I want to just drop a quick reminder as well as visiting Navoni.com. Make sure you're visiting drbycuspid.com. I'm the editor-in-chief for Dr. By Cuspid. That's drbycuspid.com. Promise you we're going to have some great information on there that can not only help you dental assistants, but also your entire practice as well. So make sure you're checking that out. Put that in the show notes as well. And until next time, Kevin Henry, host of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, thanking you for what you do every day and wishing you nothing but success ahead.